You're listening to the Godfather and Gorney Podcast on Rivals.com with your hosts, the Godfather of Recruiting, Mike Farrell, and National Recruiting Analyst, Adam Gorney. That's right. Welcome into another edition of the Godfather and Gorney Podcast. Guys, we got a lot to talk about today. We have a job opening at Florida State. LSU, Alabama is this weekend. So, Mike, where do you want to start? Can we talk about my sickness, please? Yeah. What, what's wrong now, Mike? You said you were going to complain <laughs> yeah. because you're sick. Let, let, I mean, what's different let's than, add this than to the any list. other week? I'm dying. This could be my last podcast, so let's make it a good one. I have, I believe, what can be called Ebola. Um, okay. And the uh, patient zero is my next door neighbor's five year old daughter <laughs> who gets every freaking illness known to man at the uh, at the daycare. So oh geez, it hit me yesterday. Now I'm dying. So farewell to all. It's been nice knowing you. I'll struggle through and play hurt. And we can talk about Taggart. Did you apply for the Florida State job yet, Gorney? You know, you say you don't say goodbye anymore. You say until next time, Mike. It's never a goodbye. We'll see it. We'll see each other well, again. For Mike, for Mike, it <laughs> might be goodbye. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> nothing good about it. What's the uh, Eric the actor saying? <laughs> Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. Uh, I have not applied for the Florida State job, but it is a very lucrative job. I mean, he he got about three million dollars per win, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Nine says, wins. 25 million plus yeah that yeah. is unbelievable yeah. now somebody should get fired right well yeah i mean other than you him, know like whoever agreed to that deal and if i hired one of you guys to be an analyst right and you sucked and you paid that much and i paid that much money we had a buyout on it i would be canned in a second well, to be like why'd you bring this person in we, you just cost us so much money well, think about this from like a larger perspective, and this is how I kind of like to look at it because the money is so much different. But think about being the CEO of a of a big company and then telling your shareholders on the first conference call that it's going to take three years of being miserable, but I still want total compensation <laughs> to turn this thing around. Now, how is this allowed? I mean, these coaches want millions and millions of dollars up front every year, all kinds of deals. And then they're basically saying, look, we're going to suck for three years, and then we might be average, and then we'll probably be good in five. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's a very convincing speech. Let's give you a uh, $20 million buyout. Right, especially for a guy who came into this job with a losing record. Okay, everybody wants to say he turned around Western Kentucky and South Florida. Well, turning around Florida State's a, a completely different animal than winning some games at Western Kentucky or South Florida. He was 7-5 and five at one year in Oregon. And now he was terrible at Florida State. That team that showed up against Miami, I would have fired him at halftime. All they do is talk on the field, yap at the Miami receivers, then get beat deep for touchdowns. It was embarrassing. That team was embarrassing. And that and that Florida State is going to have to pay that buyout is incredible. And yes, absolutely, the president of the school should be looked at, the board of trustees, whoever approved that job, should should also be on a very hot seat. I wonder what their buyout is. You know, the the, the CEO of McDonald's got fired this week for having a, a consensual relationship with an employee. And this is a completely different situation than Florida State. He got, I think, $700,000 to leave. $700,000. Ta- that would take 
Taggart would get that ten times over, times three almost. But it's it's it happens in business all the time. You and I have worked for a company where this happens. So, you know, it's just the way it is. But I don't understand why they have to throw these uh, absurd numbers at coaches that would take the job anyways. You know, I right? Mean, yeah. And that's and they'll continue to do it. And I, I don't know PJ Flex new deal. I don't know right. what the buyout is, but I guarantee you the buyout's pretty big. Right. You know? And it's because they're scared because P.J. Fleck was mentioned in the Florida State search. Not by anybody, but the media. Right. His um, agent floats the name to right. Football Scoop or somebody else, right. and immediately he gets the bigger deal. I mean, it's yeah. insane. And the, the agents are the geniuses here, and, and, and the presidents and, and decision makers who sign off on these deals, they're the ones that, that just get swindled. So... Best choice for the job. I mean, Bob Stoops is seems like the new John Gruden. Um, right. He's yes. going to be mentioned in every big job. And, and you know, I don't know. Maybe they'd take the Florida State job. I don't know. Um, there, are t- there are two sides of this reporting of the story. One is that there's discussions between Florida State and his agent, and things are ongoing, and it looks good. And then the other side, and Carrie Murdoch sort of reported this last night, that Bob Stoops isn't talking to Florida State at all. He's not interested. He doesn't want to do it, you know? So this happens every year. Gruden to Tennessee was never happening. Uh, Urban to Florida State isn't happening. But, you know, Bob Stoops is that new is that new John Gruden. I, I just don't know if he's the right guy for the job, and I kind of said this today. He's, you know, he's not old, but he's older. He's going, he's stepping into a situation that needs a complete rebuild from top to bottom. He's competing recruiting wise against two very powerful programs in state to get kids and three in the, the three most powerful programs in the country coming in and stealing kids every year. I don't know if he's up for that. Yeah. I, I don't think it matters whether he's up for it or not. I mean, Bob Stoops wants the Florida state job. I think Florida state at this point has to absolutely say, to take you because he's won a national right. championship and they have to they have to land a big hire to make up for you know the ridiculousness of losing Jimbo Fisher and you know hiring Billy Taggart so he might not be up for it he might mail it in but I think they would hire him I don't know if he's the best choice I think he would be a good hire because he, he knows how to win at a high level he knows how to recruit um, you know he put a good staff together he's got yeah. a lot of connections and I think Florida State would do well under him. Um, other candidates, Brent Venables from Clemson has been mentioned. P.J. Fleck, of course, but, you know, good luck now. Um, yeah. You Matt know, Campbell. And the buyout is like, the buyout's $10 million, I think, for P.J. Fleck. Um, something like that. And, you know, I just don't really believe that Florida State can get involved with any more money issues. They need to find somebody who's an assistant coach or – Mark Stoops, I think, uh, which has a, he has a very small buyout. Um, now, let's not forget, and the Mark Stoops talk has picked up a lot, and I'm kind of resistant to it. Let's not forget, about a year and a half ago, Mark Stoops was on the hottest seat and was going to be fired at Kentucky. He had one 10-win season, and now he's the greatest coach in the history of the world and yeah, deserves the Florida Kentucky. State job. I know, but he... I know, but he had Josh Allen coming off the edge, a great defense, Lonnie Johnson in the, oh, in the so secondary. You're, you're saying that the players did all the work and the coach did nothing? No, I'm I'm saying that 
Florida State just hired a coach with a losing record who was miserable and the team was way worse, went way downhill very fast. Now you're going to hire a guy who a year and a half was going to get fired from Kentucky as now the savior of this program? I'm just not buying it. Well, I think he's a good coach. You know, doing what you did at Kentucky is really difficult. Um, it's just like Franklin at Vanderbilt. You know, I, I don't. I just don't think there's been enough praise given for for what James Franklin did at Vanderbilt, and, and obviously he's doing a great job at Penn State. But there are certain programs and certain conferences where you're just never going to win. That's it. So to take a team from two and ten his first year, you know, to ten and three in 2018, and they would be better than four and four this year if their quarterback hadn't got hurt. Uh, that's pretty impressive to me. Um, my, my question is this. When the top players in the state of Florida go to visit Florida State and Mark Stoops is the coach, can he hold them off from Mullen, Diaz, Saban, Swinney, Kirby? Well, I don't can? think so. Who can? Who can? Matt Campbell could. He's 39 no, years old, super can't. energetic. Are you PJ, crazy? PJ Fleck definitely could. Uh, Brent Venables could. Wow. I don't, I don't agree with any of that. Jeff Scott could. Jeff Scott could, yes, because he's an elite recruiter. Uh, Brent Venables is an elite defensive coordinator. He's an okay recruiter. Um, obviously, he's been involved in getting a lot of those defensive players to Clemson. But there's a reason, and I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I have inside information, but there's a reason why he hasn't been hired as a uh, head coach yet. Right, yes. 20 years between Oklahoma and Clemson as one of the best defensive coordinators in football sniffed at him right something's there just i don't know what it is but foster same way you know he's going to retire as a defense coordinator never be a head coach uh i don't know what it is but there's something there that scares people off i don't think it's necessarily a criticism some coaches look the head coach head coaches in college oversee things they go to dinners with boosters they go to speaking engagements they do radio shows and then they oversee some guys are big x some guys are big x's and o's guys bud foster brent venables you know paterno had two two coordinators for 30 years that never looked for head coaching jobs it's just some guys are great x's and o's behind the scenes guys some guys are press the flesh guys that like to go to dinners and and be head coaches and be in charge Maybe that's what Venables wants. Probably not, but no, it's not. I mean, listen, probably if you're not. offered this type of money, Willie Tiger type of money to take a job, you take a yeah, job. Who would turn it down? Yeah. I don't think he's been offered a job. And again, I, he's been the defensive coordinator on three different national championship teams. Yeah, it's um, incredible. And a great recruiter. He's our recruiter of the year in 2015. But I don't believe he's been offered any jobs. Um, you know, maybe a, at a smaller level, or maybe at a, a low-end FBS level, Power Five level that we don't know about, or maybe I'm forgetting something. But there's some reason uh, that he hasn't been hired yet. Now, maybe he's the guy. Maybe they'll hire him, and and he'll do a great job recruiting. Um, Jeff Scott, same way. I, I think he would be, do a great job recruiting as well because he can sell that offense that that he helped build at uh, at Clemson. But I really don't know if they can afford to take an assistant right now. Right. If they're looking for someone who's established as a head coach, who's run a program. Uh, the problem is, you know, firing Taggart was the right move to make, but who are you going to hire? 
Fleck. Fleck is the guy. Fleck would. I, I just don't think Fleck would have signed that contract immediately no. if he was interested yeah. in the Florida State job. Right, right. I, I just don't. Uh, you know, I think he used it as leverage for sure, as he should. But I don't think, um, you know, he would do that. So here's here. Oh, go ahead. You know, and then Matt Campbell, you mentioned. I don't think he's as hot a name as everybody thinks he is now, as opposed to a couple of years ago. Lane Kiffin would never happen. Mike Norvell's a nice hire, but that's not a big splash. I mean, right. really. It's just there's not a lot out there. You'd love to be able to go get a Matt Rule or somebody like that, but I just, you know, I'm not sure Florida State's as attractive a a, uh, a job as it used to be because this is an absolute mess. Yeah, I mean, I watch Florida State every week, and I, I grind through it because it's so awful. Quarterback play, awful. One of the best running backs in the country really can't do anything because the offensive line is one of the worst in the country. Defense gets blown away deep every game. Nothing ever gets fixed. They bring in Jim Levitt as some sort of analyst or the advisor or something. Nothing gets fixed. They're yapping out there. They're getting blown away. The team is awful. No one's showing up. Booster money is down. Season ticket numbers are down. And Willie Taggart deserves $17 million to walk away from this. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And I'm trying to pull up when the last time Kentucky won 10 games before Stoops. And, and I don't, I don't really think. I think it's how mummy years, right? Right. I, it's a long time ago. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not being overly critical of Mark Stoops. I'm just saying, let's not forget. Two years ago, at this time, he was fighting for his job, and so, you know, let's, uh, let's temper. The real thing here is tempering expectations, because when they fire Willie Taggart, the first two names that pop, even before Taggart was fired, they're like, they're going to hire Urban Meyer. And then they're going to hire Bob Stoops. I mean, they're really shooting for the stars here. And then they're probably going to end up with Mike Norvell or someone. And people are going to be very depressed about that just because they think, um, you know, that they should be ha- they should have the, the greatest coach in the history of the world in Urban Meyer or one of the best in Bob Stoops. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a, a humbling coaching search. I think they're going to hear no a few times. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think it's going to get to Tennessee embarrassing levels, but I think it's going to be a humbling coaching search, and I think they're going to end up with somebody that the the, the alumni aren't overly grilled with. But you know, we'll see. Uh, Let's but talk the, but, 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 but they will love the coach immediately. It'll be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, uh, you and know, then they'll just, hate him when they lose. And then they'll hate him when they lose. And then uh, you know, obviously, if we criticize the hire, we'll be the worst. Like Charlie Strong in Texas was a horrible fit. <laughs> we criticize, I criticize the hire, and I'm the horrible human being. Three years, years later, he's awful and gone. And you know, so I, we'll we'll definitely give our opinion on the fit and who they get. Fleck has done a great job. Uh, I think their their season at you know their 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 run for the the playoff end this weekend against Penn State, um, but eight zero. At Minnesota, that's pretty impressive. Is he building the new Wisconsin at Minnesota? Huge offensive lineman, run the ball, but now he also has some really talented receivers on the outside. If you get a if you get a legit quarterback in there, that's that could be scary. I don't I, I don't mind his quarterback either. Mm. You know, because you just can't make a lot of mistakes. Right. You know, right. And that's what he does. He, he's, he's a good game manager. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But um, 
Their average offensive lineman weighs 340 pounds. 1,700 pounds of offensive linemen as their starters. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Building the next Wisconsin. I mean, it takes years and years to get that reputation going and a lot of success. And a lot of big name guys have to come out of there as far as offensive linemen and running backs and such. But he's doing a heck of a job. Now, the West has been very good. But right. nobody really predicted that Minnesota would be the one that's sort of running away with it at this point. All right. And, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with what he does. He's a high-energy guy. Uh, obviously followed him since he was recruiting at Rutgers and before that. And, you know, the guy just doesn't stop. He is one of those young, energetic coaches that everybody talks about in this day and age that you want and need. And I think it was smart for Minnesota to throw as much money as they possibly could at him. I still don't think they'll be able to keep him because if he has success this year and next year, somebody's going to come knocking, whether it's the NFL or a huge job. Uh, right. But I just don't think he would have signed that deal if he was interested in Florida State right now. Um, so I don't think he's going to end up at Florida State. But I will say, you know, the guy has been extremely impressive and is one of the rising stars in coaching. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see how coaches handle the Florida State situation, knowing that they might not even get three years. You know, Taggart didn't even get he got a year and like a half almost. Um, And he was out. And I think rightfully so. I mean, that program was going down the tubes even further. Nothing was turning around. Nothing looked better than it did. It looked worse. And so um, and so, you know. I, I think it was the right move to get rid of him now, but I, I I will be interested to see if coaches are a little hesitant about taking that job, knowing that the the you know the trigger can be pulled on you pretty quickly there. Yeah, and the other thing is it's going to change the way we do hot boards, which is cool. Um, you know, hot, hot seat <laughs> lists because now you know gloves are off. It used to be like, well, you can't put this guy in the hot seat. He's only finished his first year. Well, at the beginning of this season, when we did a hot seat article. Willie Taggart should have been on it. Um, it, it he, he really wasn't front and center because he was only finishing his first year. And everybody expected him to get at least three years. But now, you know, I remember when people were outraged when Ty Willingham was given three years at Notre Dame. Yeah. And so so, so you know? Matt Hayes from Bleacher Report, I know you saw this because you tweeted it out, and I was probably going to write something on it this week with you. Broke down that that huge year two years ago when everybody every job was turning over. Okay, Willie Tag. Uh, okay, here's the list: Dan Mullen, Cristobal, Fisher, Edwards, Moorhead, Taggart, Pruitt, Sumlin, Frost, Chip Kelly, S- Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, Chad Morris. Uh, Dan Mullen best record seventeen and five. Yeah. Willie Taggart had the same record as Jeremy Pruitt and Kevin Sum- Kevin Sumlin. Scott Frost eight and thirteen, Chip Kelly seven and fourteen, which which is actually an improvement because they've been playing better in the last few weeks. Jonathan Smith six and fourteen, and he's done and a actually very good improved. job there. And very they've done job. a very good job there. Yeah, that yep. they're actually playing much better. And then Chad Morris bringing up the rear, and I don't use that term lightly. And he's gone. He's gone. Four and seventeen. He has to be gone. If no, they lose gone. to Western Kentucky, which they might really do, they might yeah. lose to Western Kentucky. Well, he's gone uh, no matter what. He's yeah. going to go winless in the SEC again. He can't do that two straight years. You're gone. Um, yeah. You know, Play Helton's gone. So the interesting thing is guys like Manny Diaz. You know, he's right. in his first year. Miami doesn't look so hot. They beat Florida State, so what? But they're not going to win the Coastal, it appears. And 
you know, they're going to go to another crap bowl game and, you know, BU is not even close to being back. So if he struggles next year and starts off four and five or something like that, do they pull the trigger on him? Is he, is um, he on the hot seat immediately? Yeah. But I think it's all, it all comes down to program expectations. At Nebraska, Scott Frost is going to get as long as it takes because he's an alum and everybody's happy with him. Jim Harbaugh was going to get as long as it takes, and he still needs time to obviously win anything. But, you know, the expectations that those programs are high, but not to the level of Florida State. Florida State was a national champion in, what, 2012? Right. You know? Yeah, they have like, uh, you know, 10 win seasons every single year. Yeah, so you cannot come in there and be the first team not to make a bowl in 30 years. And then, you know, looking at their schedule this year, most likely not making a bowl in your second year. You can't do that stuff. So I like the firing. I like the fact that says Florida State says, you know what, this was a mistake. We are too good a program to allow this to continue. Let's cut ties and move on. Um, I think USC is going to do the same thing, and we'll see if Urban takes that job. But I don't know. I mean, it's a tough world out there. You know, everybody's getting fired, but I feel absolutely zero sympathy for anybody who, you know, gets handed $25 million out the door. Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. They and I feel zero. Day. Yeah, $18 million. If you make $180,000 a year, it takes you 100 years to make that money, which he did for completely failing at his job. Yeah. I mean, I think in, the greatest stat I've ever seen is nine wins, $25 million. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. That is unbelievable right there. So, enough about this coaching change garbage. Right. Florida State is not good. But I will tell you this. Florida State fans, you know, the one or two that are out there listening because nobody listens to us, they're going to be fine. This isn't the U. The U, when things fell apart, they fell apart, and then they had no facilities. They had no fan base. They had, I mean, Florida State has a very, very active and rabid fan base. They've got tremendous facilities. Um, they're also in a conference where they can win. They put relevant players into the NFL and still continue to. Um, Miami, when they fell off, made a series of bad hires, but they still can't overcome the fact that you know, the stadium's half empty for most games. It's not on campus. Their facilities are not good at all. So Florida State fans, you're going to be fine. It might not be this coach, maybe the next one. I don't know. But you'll be back at the top of the ACC. There's just no way you won't be. Uh, Miami, I feel, is doomed to mediocrity for a very long time, and I'm not really sure when that's going to change unless they start to put a lot more money into the football program. Hold on, I'm tweeting. The heck, are you tweeting? You tweet interesting stuff like me. I am. It was just boring. announced. It was just announced that the Penn State Ohio State game is a noon kick. You tweeted that. Who cares? That's a miscarriage of justice, as I just said oh, on Twitter. Stop. It's good. The noon games always sucks, so and now we get a good one to watch. Yeah, but I have to get up at like, you know, very oh, early to start hey, tailgating for that I game. Did I tell you how sick I am? Oh, please. So, uh, what, what was it? I'm hitting up Gorney yesterday because people are blowing up my phone because he's non-responsive to anybody. And he's at a freaking amusing, amusement park. <laughs> and w- weren't you in San Diego last week at a freaking zoo or something? Not a zoo. It was a, a boat 
boat dinner thing. No, boat cruise. Don't. Like, what life are you living? The high life, baby. No doubt. I mean, I, I got people asking me where you are. Like, I'm supposed to know. And then I call you and you don't pick up. I'm like, oh, that's a fireball offense right there. See, because... you know, usually people work nine to five, eight to four. Mm-hmm. When, 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 when someone calls me at 830 at night, I'm off the clock. Nope. Somebody, I, I tweeted out that nope. the, uh, okay. the, the load management is crap. You know, the oh, right. Kawhi is load management. 10 games into the season. Load uh, yeah, management. I know. 10 games, load management. And I'm like, this is just, you know, I didn't say it, but it's the sissification of the world, you know, that we're living in as it degrades and falls apart around us. Uh, and somebody replies, I'm sure you don't take any personal days. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. Well, he does vacation. have personal days. They don't play every single day. That's true. Well, they have an off season as well. But right. <laughs> I don't take vacation, and when I'm on vacation, guess what my phone's doing? Blowing up. I tried yeah. to take Monday off. Guess who called me twice? You. That was not my fault. Doesn't matter. Still called me. I I had to though. And you weren't the, the only one. Numerous other people called me. At least you had a reason, and it was quick. Yeah. Uh, other people call me just because they want to. They're bored on a drive. To some freaking Panera or something, and they want to talk, and I'm like, I don't so want this, to talk. this is what drives me nuts about load management, other than it being a very bad term. Um, my wife got me Dodgers tickets a few years ago for Clayton Kershaw night. Got a free Clayton Kershaw T-shirt. Got my got my mango cart beer. Got my nachos. Sit down in my seat. Clayton Kershaw's not pitching on Clayton Kershaw night. It's some guy I never heard of, and half the starters were out of the game. I was so mad. Load management. Load, <laughs> load management. <laughs> That's not going to be my new term. Yeah. And we all know why we're laughing, but we can't say. <laughs> um, but this started with Strasburg, didn't it? Yeah, he had to manage the load. Wasn't he like two years into his career and they, they held him out of the playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs? Yeah. And there. at least that's a pitcher who is has very sensitive arm situation. Kawhi Leonard is playing basketball for two and a half hours. It's annoying. I don't know how, yeah, how do we get into load management. I don't know. Oh, we because always, Gordy's always never around. You're always vacationing. Or <laughs> never around. Or something. Okay. I got an email the right. other day. It's December 9th. Can't bother me. Going to Disney World. I'm like, I'm going to text you all freaking day. Yeah, you just don't tell me when you're gonna be off, because then I get even worse. You know? The life of a of a father of a two year old, I guess. Yeah, well, she's not gonna remember any of this stuff either. You know, we were just reading that about six months ago that they don't start remembering things until four years old. Yeah, so you're wasting all this money on memories that are just gonna be created and flushed down the toilet. <laughs> Alabama, LSU. I have Alabama winning, but I think it's going to be a shootout. I think, it, you know, no 9-6 here. It's going to be a high-scoring shootout. What do you got? Yeah, I do too. I agree. I think it's going to be back and forth, but Alabama is going to win and cover, and that is what the line is telling me. I'm going to pull this up right now. The, I love, the, I love the, the, the dead air in our podcast. It must make no, that's, really that's a suspense. Suspense. It's not suspense. It's just dead air. Yeah, it's um, horrible. It's awful. A lot. Yeah, of, uh, this game is. Do you, does does Tua is Tua going to play? First of all, I, th- I say yes. Play. I mean, come on, please. He's playing. This whole game time decision is crap. He's playing. So let's so move on from that. Fifty-eight percent of the bets are on on LSU. 
Okay. Yeah. The line has moved up five and a half to six and a half. Now tell me why, unless otherwise, other than big money, smart money in Vegas is going with Alabama. If it hits seven or seven and a half, that's even more of a guarantee that it's Alabama. Alabama 41-31. Yeah, I think that's a good score. I mean, it's going to be – I think Joe Burrow is going to look good. I think LSU is yep. going to look good offensively as 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 good as they have in years against Alabama. But I think there's no way to stop the, you know, Jerry Judys and – the Holy Trinity, the world, and Henry Ruggs, and just you know that the eight-yard slants that turn into eighty-yard touchdowns, and um, you know even if Tua is not out there, uh, I, you know I still think Alabama can win because their receivers nope. are so dominant, their offensive line so good, uh, they've got a stable of running backs that's that, that are talented as well. But with Tua in there and his touch and his his chemistry and comfort level with the wide receivers, I think they're going to outscore them, but. People are betting Alabama because right? Alabama beats LSU every year. That's just tradition. Every year. I think eight in a row. Um, and in those eight games, I did this just yesterday, and now I already forget. In those eight games, three times they were shut out. They never scored more than 17 points. Yeah. And that'll be different but this year. I mean, that was LSU's, old LSU. Yeah, LSU's got an offense. So I, I can certainly see this being a more exciting, higher-scoring game. And, and that's now let me ask you this. For. LSU loses this game. Yeah. Alabama beats Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Yep. Does LSU stay get into the Final Four? They could. I mean, if this is a one-score game, if Alabama beats them by two touchdowns or more, then LSU can kiss their season goodbye. It's over. They're not you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's a close game, a one-possession game, uh, something like that, and LSU loses, and Alabama goes on to beat Georgia, and somebody stumbles. You know, I mean, Clemson's in if they went out. They're not going to say no to an undefeated ACC Right, yeah, champion. Clemson is in. Clemson you is know, in, yeah. I don't think Baylor's in even if they went out. Even if they have somehow beat Texas and Oklahoma and win the rest of their schedule, I still uh, think the Big 12 doesn't get any respect and they'll be left yeah, out. Um, I agree. Pac-12 is done. You know, so they, I don't know about that. Well, Oregon's up there. They were higher than I expected them to be in this uh, college football rankings deal. Um I think too high. Oklahoma fans That's should true. be kind of really upset. I mean, Clemson fans are upset, but they know, know where they stand. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, the, t- the four teams in front of them are playing each other, and they're going to move up if they keep winning. Oklahoma no. should be really ticked off. Now, how do you justify that? Georgia loses to South Carolina at home. Right. Oklahoma no. loses on the road yeah. to a ranked team, number 16. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma is behind them. You you don't justify it. I mean, it's yeah. based on the 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 favoritism towards the SEC. Right. And again, let's look at uh, uh, let's look at a lot of this. A lot of this is eyeball stuff, and they've admitted yeah. oh, as yeah. such. The committee has admitted as such. I mean, Ohio State does not have the resume LSU is has, but Ohio State's number one. Alabama's number three because of the eyeball test. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, LSU's number two because of who they beat. You know, Penn State's got a pretty good resume. Clemson has no resume, uh, and they're number five. So Georgia is number six because Georgia was in the SEC title game last year. Georgia was in the national championship game the year before. Oklahoma gets screwed because of the Big 12. I mean, really, the Big 12, they're trying to correct some of the things that hurt them 
You know, they yeah. finally got a playoff game, but they're yeah. still a 10-team conference, yep. and there's still not a whole lot of good football programs in that conference. Um, nope. When you're talking about even Texas is mediocre. So I guess that's how you justify it. I think Oklahoma playing Georgia right now, this weekend, Oklahoma would win. Because I don't like the way the Georgia running game is looking. I just don't. They should be running over people like Alabama did with Derrick Henry um, the year he won the Heisman. And they have very few weapons at receiver, and Fromm is kind of struggling because of it. And they have a huge offensive line, loaded with five-star kids who are tremendously talented, two of which I believe are going to be first-round draft picks for sure. Yep. Um, Thomas and uh, Ed Wilson. But, you know, DeAndre Swift's... He breaks one, gets a big chunk, and then it's two yards yeah, and three yards. And I just don't understand how they're not destroying teams and just wearing them down in the run game. And, and so I would say Oklahoma, based on their ability to score on offense um, and the fact that Georgia's sort of underperforming on offense, uh, I think Oklahoma would win that game in a shootout. So Oklahoma fans, you got screwed. Um I think those are the only ones that got, you know, Baylor at 12, they probably should be higher. I don't think either Florida or Auburn should be ahead of them with two losses, even though they've played, you know, stronger schedule. Yeah. Uh, but 12 to 10, it's not going to make a difference. Oklahoma, it makes a real difference because moving from nine into the top four uh, with one loss and no really good games left on your schedule, uh, that's troublesome. Best four teams in the country. If you if you were doing the college football playoff after watching all the games, after seeing all the teams, my, my mine still would be, and, and it sounds boring, but it's LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah, same thing for me. Yeah. yeah. And that's how, that's how yeah. it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Ohio State's going to be Penn State. Sorry, Gorney. That's okay. They are. Uh, Alabama's going to beat LSU. And, you know, LSU will get in the playoff because it'll be a close game. So you'll have two the, SEC teams, you'll have a Big Ten team, an ACC team. Oregon will get bumped out because they just don't have enough big wins. I mean, if they beat Auburn, that's yeah. a different story. They'd be undefeated right now, and I think you'd be talking about Oregon ahead of Clemson at five, and then you've got some some interesting discussion. Um, right. But that loss really kills them, and Oregon and Utah are going to play, uh, likely in the Pac-12 final and blah, blah, blah. On and on it goes. So the Big 12 and the Pac-12 will be left out. And to win it all, you know, I always do a preseason prediction. So last year I predicted Alabama would win it all, and I was wrong. Um, the year they won it with Deshaun Watson, I predicted Clemson would win it. Clemson. And, and mm-hmm. I was right. Um, this year I picked Alabama. I'm not going to go against that. But I could see Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson winning the national title title this year any of those three teams they're so freaking talented you can't see lsu uh-huh. and and I, I don't know why maybe it's just the years of less miles and disappointment and yeah that, that, that predictable offense and just choking down the stretch or whatever uh i just can't see lsu maintaining this level of play i think they're going to come up with a clunker uh, it probably won't be against Alabama. They'll get up for Alabama, but I think they're going to have a clunker here and there. And uh, 
think if they did make the playoff, they would be the first, you know, one of the first two eliminated. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play and explosive offenses. And if I'm not betting against Tua, Trevor Lawrence, or Justin Fields in any of those situations, I'm not going to bet on Sean Clifford. I mean, I, I probably would bet on Joe Burrow, but we'll see how they look this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, and and honestly, I, I, it's not that I'm betting against Jalen Hurts, but you know that defense still has issues, and who knows? You know, I, I just think it's a, a different level when you're playing. You know, let's not forget Oklahoma played Alabama in the college football playoff last year, and were they down thirty-five nothing? I mean, was and yeah, then was they started creeping back. Nasty. I mean, yeah, so. We are in a situation in college football, and it might be boring to some, but some teams and some programs are just so far ahead of everyone else. Even if you're fourth or fifth in the country, you still be a dog. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important to go to eight teams to give, you know, you don't want your season eliminated, you know, week four. No, absolutely. I mean, actually, Oregon season ended in week one. I'm a huge proponent of eight teams. I'm not. I'm not against sixteen teams. Well, it's that's, one, that's one or where two you more weeks the, of football. I know that's where you get into the difficulty of uh, you know scheduling and traveling and holidays and all that other stuff. Sixteen's very aggressive. Let's just back it up. Let's go to eight. Let's say eight. Eight would be great because then you've got Oklahoma. It rhymes. Eight is great. Eight is great. Oklahoma would be. What rhymes eight. with sixteen? Sixteen is. <laughs> Nothing. Wouldn't you like to see Memphis play LSU and see if they could beat them? Wouldn't no. you like to have seen UCF play Alabama no. and get lose by fifty points? No, I don't want to no. see those games. I don't. No, I don't want to see. I don't want to see crap games like that. No, so, I agree with you. But I like eight to see, is the number. Eight's the I'd right like number. I think. I'd like to see Oklahoma, Ohio State as a one-eight seed. That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. You know, yeah. who's planting the flag this time? You know, maybe it is Oklahoma again. Uh, yeah, know, maybe they do upset Ohio State. That would be a really, really good game, and we're going to miss out on that. Um, but then, of course, with eight, you'd have three in the SEC make it, and one conference would still be screwed. And so, I don't know. It's just it's the SEC's world. Everybody else is living in it. And, but uh, eight is great because you can that way. It, it's just a, it's just an awkward way to do it now. There are five Power Five conferences, but only four playoff spots. So every conference winner gets in for sure, and then you take three. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, hmm. That, I can't get fully on board with that. So let's say Baylor wins the Big 12. Okay. Still doesn't make them one of the top eight teams. Let's say they Even win the Big they... Twelve at like nine and three or ten and two. They're not a top eight football team. No, but they wouldn't win it at ten and two because Oklahoma and Texas would have beaten them, which means Oklahoma would go. That's true. Let's say they win it they... at ten and two. They couldn't win it at ten and two. You, now you're doing math. Oklahoma only has one loss, so if yeah. they beat, so if Oklahoma has two losses and hold the tiebreaker. And then, then hold it, it right. The only way it could happen is if Oklahoma no, beats Baylor, yeah. is if if it is if Baylor beats Oklahoma, and then Baylor loses two other games, 
then they would take Baylor, which which could happen, but it's very unlikely. Well, I'm just saying the conferences, the difference between the conferences is so great. I mean, the Big Ten and the SEC are far far and away the best conferences. Far and away. The Big 12 is, to me, the worst conference. And then the Pac-12 is the second worst, and then you got the ACC right in the middle. But so you could argue that the ACC is the worst as well. After one and yeah, two, I was there is say, such after a drop-off. One and two, drop-off. after one. What? You're not saying oh, the after, Big Ten. Oh, no, I'm saying Clemson. I'm uh, saying Clemson and the ACC. No, no, no. I'm talking after the top two conferences, Big Ten and Oh, yeah, ACC, it's a tremendous a drop-off. Huge drop-off. Because tremendous. What, is, what has the ACC got to brag about? Wake Forest? Clemson. Yeah, I know. You know, and, and what does the Big 12 have to brag about? Baylor? Oklahoma. Well, yeah, but I guess that makes them better than the ACC. And the Pac-12 is Oregon and Utah. All right, the ACC sucks their fifth. But it doesn't yeah, matter because they're so far away from two, uh, all of them are, that it's just ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah, one and two, definitely far and above better. Yeah, it's, it's it, again, we need to go to eight, but we don't want to belabor this point. No, no one cares. Nobody really does care. Does anybody care that Shiano's going to go back to uh, Rutgers? No, he's not going there unless significant demands are met, Mike. Don't meet that. Rutgers, <laughs> as a program, constantly does the wrong thing. They over should tell him to hit the New over. Jersey turnpike. I mean, my goodness. They couldn't make more <laughs> mistakes. They couldn't be a bigger embarrassment to the Big Ten. No, they but couldn't Let's do be. this. Let's go through the Big Five. Let's name the, the embarrassment teams. Okay. This will really make us popular. The embarrassment teams yeah, of the, the teams Big Five. Yeah, the teams that just should be kicked out. Okay. So, so well, the ACC, uh, who are you kicking out right now as a team that says you are so bad that you do not belong in this conference? And you've been so bad that you don't belong in this conference. That you don't belong at all? At all. We're, that we're you should be getting gone rid of for you good? We're bringing in UCF. <laughs> well... I don't think anybody in the ACC would support that. But I'm going with, and this is tough because everyone's just sort of average after Clemson. Uh, I guess Georgia Tech. Yeah, the problem with that is Paul Johnson had some winning years when he was there. Yeah. And they're revamping from a completely different style of play. Style. I don't think anybody in the ACC deserves to be completely kicked out. All right. I'll give you that. I, I mean, think, Syracuse was only like a three-point underdog against Notre Dame last year. Yeah, and Syracuse had the one good year, so that kind of what screws it up. Syracuse yeah. would have been my choice because geographically they also don't belong. I mean, they were taken yeah. because of the New York market. Um, and because of basketball and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, but, you know, geographically they don't have any business being there, and they just don't win. I mean, they were 4-8 in 2017. They were 4-8 in 2015. They were four and eight in 2016. Yeah, and then last year they had a nine and three season somehow, and now they suck this year too. So Syracuse, I'm saying Syracuse, get them out. Boom. Okay. Gone. Okay. Out. Out. Yeah. Out. This would be fun if we could do this in real life. It would be nice. All right, let's go to the S. Uh, not the SEC. Let's go to the Big Twelve. Who are you kicking out? Big. It's so clear. Kansas is gone. Yeah, they gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, bye bye. Not crazy. even close. Not even looking at any other team. It's just Kansas. Get out. Go, no. Go start your own conference. And former Kansas coach David Beatty should not be allowed in any Big Twelve town 
for going like three and thirty-six and getting fired and then suing the school for his buyout money. And he's gonna probably get it. <laughs> he's probably gonna get it. Because didn't a woman sue McDonald's for the coffee being too hot? Right, yes. And she won millions of dollars. Yes. Hope okay. he's hot. Big ten <laughs> sorry. Big definitely ten. Rutgers. Definitely, definitely Rutgers. Not even close. A blight yeah. on the conference have brought nothing to it whatsoever. Nothing except at for, all. Except for the New York TV market, which is what they wanted. And will never because they're in the same division as Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, never. and Michigan State. Never, never going to be good. Never. And Shiano could demand all he wants. They're still not going to ever be very good. Pac-12 is trickier. Pac-12 is tough. So you get rid of. Again, is it appropriate I don't think... to call a game gun to head, or is it in this day and age not appropriate? Yeah, that, that is definitely not appropriate. What can we call this then? Russian roulette? Uh, is, that, is that allowed? No, no, that's oh Russian. God. That's that's that could interfere with the elections. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you know, like you're on the spot. On the spot is good. Oh, on the wow. spot. Wow, I hate this world. I hate the world we live in. All right, let's play on the spot. That sounds so. It sounds like a, what's that stupid game where you, the Twister, something like that. Twister, Twister, yeah. Stupid. All right, you're I on the spot. Now I'm gonna say gun to head. What do you got? I need to pick a team. Yeah, pick a team. You gotta kick them out. I got mine. I'm gonna kick out Colorado. And me too. Yeah. Bye bye. See ya. Even though they beat Nebraska. Three and six this year. Five and seven last year. Now they had the 2017 blip. No, it wasn't 2017. When was it? When the hell did they go to the? 2017, when they were really good with the Philip Lindsay and stuff. No, they're five yeah. and seven. Then 2016. They can't be that long ago. It is. Oh my God, they were ten yeah. and three. In yeah. 2016. That's that long ago. Isn't that amazing? Those years just fly by. So they yeah. sucked from 2017 to, to this year. They sucked before 2016 as well. You're gone. Your resume stinks. Get out of our conference on the spot with Gordy and Farrell. This is a good one. We should just do this as a daily. You need more daily content items to do, Adam? Yeah, I, I, have no, I don't do much. <laughs> you can add more stuff to the front page. <laughs> SEC is clear. So easy. Easiest answer ever. Well, there are two, but one is an that academic is- stalwart so i'm not gonna kick them out no, i'm you, kicking out arkansas you gotta kick kick now kick out the books kick the books we don't need mm. no books in the <laughs> sec get them out of there they stink franklin did Vandy? a great job vanderbilt yeah get, yeah you and your you and your your highfalutin thinking get out we don't yeah. need it books this isn't uh this isn't the sat for books what did Cardell say uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't I didn't major in school or something like that. <laughs> That's the greatest tweet ever. <laughs> now Vandy's gonna go. Arkansas is yeah. horrendous this year. But yeah. they've got a pretty good fan base. They've got some history. Uh and, and they've at least been competitive in recent years. Vandy was six and six last year, so that's not horrible. For them that's very good. Five and seven the year before. Six and six the year before that. Well, finished six and seven. Four and eight. But they're just No, they're nothing. That's around. I mean, they went eight and four, nine and four with Franklin in two thousand thirteen. That's the last time they've been relevant. That's amazing, isn't it? 
and you see you see the stadium. I yeah. Mean, compared to every other stadium. Yeah, it's a joke. joke. The facilities are a joke. You know, and the fact that they they are the only school that has academic restrictions in the SEC is a joke. So let's get rid of them and let's take some really really. Let's take some team that can take anyone with a pulse and get them. Yeah. I mean, put Memphis in there. Memphis would be more competitive for sure, and they're regional. Yeah. Makes sense. Arkansas, I can see why, because they're such a horrible product right now. Yeah, but they've been good. Under Vilma, they were okay. Not great. Seven and six one year, and then eight and five another year. So I think as bad as it's been in recent years – it leads us to sort of forget that they were a somewhat competitive program for a couple of years. Although Speaking Vandy of could bad. be the same thing. Vandy, Vandy could say the same thing. But in 2011, Arkansas went 11-2. and two, So Vandy's never done that. So Vandy's off. Bye. Uh, speaking of bad, Mike, uh, Maryland, 43-point yeah. underdogs against Ohio State this weekend. <clears throat> Gun to head on the spot, Twister. Would would you take that line and take the Buckeyes? I would take. Well, forty three is very very high, ridiculously high. So I would take the Buckeyes. So if so Somebody if Maryland something. if Maryland scores one touchdown, mm-hmm. Ohio State has to score more than fifty. Right to win, and then still take Ohio State. Really. Mm-hmm. Because the lines so, there have been set there for a reason. Yeah, I know. Somebody and it's climbing, actually. In Vegas. They always know something in Vegas. I'm seeing a 62-10 kind of game. I mean, they lost 38-7 to to Michigan, who doesn't have a very good offense. So there's 31 points right there. They lost 52-10 to to Minnesota. That's 42, though. That's, that's not, That doesn't get covered. you there. Yeah, they covered. <laughs> but that's Minnesota. 40-14 to, to Purdue, who's a bad football team. Who's a very bad, yeah. I mean, at 59 to nothing to Penn State, and we're saying Ohio State's better than Penn State. So, you know, the funny thing about this is they beat Howard 79 to nothing, <laughs> which tells me that Howard, whoever he is, should quit football. Just quit. They put 63 points on Syracuse, which is why yeah, Syracuse amazing. is being kicked out of the ACC. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, they deserve to be and gone. And they beat Rutgers 48-7. I mean, this is Maryland. They're horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So I, I'm taking Ohio State. If you folks want to make yeah. some money, we're the guys for you because everything I pick is wrong. Everything. Put, put it down on Ohio State. 62-10, I'm calling. Although I did pick the Gator, I, I, uh, the, the, Georgia, Georgia over the Gators. Don't they sound nobody tweets at me when I get it right? No, of course not. It's amazing, but I'll get eighty-five thousand tweets when I pick Michigan to beat Wisconsin. Okay, let's let's get to the fun part of the show. Ninety-day fiance. Are you watching the new season? Yes, starting. There's two I, people I, from Connecticut, by the way. I contend that it's very good. It's very good. The one woman from Connecticut is the, the, the sex fiend woman. The sex fiend? Yeah, they show her in an adult shop, which I know oh, where right. I know exactly yeah, who lives where that the, is. She lives in the shed behind her mother's house. Yes, yes. And she, yeah, and she's dating the uh, South African guy or something. <laughs> right. And she was a VIP in Hartford. Shout out. 
Shout out. We know Gordy. Really? When, when Gordy lived in East Hartford, he was a VIP all the time. We know that. No, no, not me. Yeah. I was busy. I was so busy working. She, so she's from Connecticut. Yes. And then the guy who wears his shirts three sizes too small. <sighs> Who's uh, he with? He's the rich guy with the really young looking girl. Oh, yes. The one who whose son said that she's like one of us because she's only like six years right. older than the son. The one yes. who's breaking wind in the car. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's from Connecticut too. He's a yeah, but that's Greenwich. That's that's a little. That's almost like New York City. Yeah, Darcy yeah. is from Connecticut as well. Yeah, Middletown. So what I'm saying is Connecticut is loaded with just crazy lunatic people. So yep. I'm interested, but at the end, of course, they give us all what we want, and that's Angela getting Botox. So we right. know that now Angela and Michael she... are back on. But why is she on this season? I don't she, like it. She should be on every season. I know she should have her own show, and I think that's what she's aiming for. Just so we can say, Michael, <laughs> she's getting both. She's getting Botox, and then she asks Michael if he still wants to get married, and, and he's she crying. Cry, he's crying. He's blubbering like a yeah. He's crying like crazy. Yeah, and it's uh, awesome. And and it is awesome. But I told so my good. wife last night as we were catching up on it. I said, I hope they come back to Darcy and. And Zed oh. and all these people, so we can. Uh, well, there's different iterations. Like there's 90 days before. I'm just hoping my TV is taping it. You know. Yeah, there's 90 days. I don't know if there's going to be a 90 day follow up. There will be. It's so popular. You can't. You can't stop. And then Love After Lockup's great with the girl choosing between the two guys, and she goes back and forth. And... I'm still not there. I'm gonna get there, but I'm still not there. Oh, how many are you behind? We haven't even started. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. We you don't watch it. Yeah, we have All no right. time. I can't talk about it then. You're, you're yeah. not good to me. Now, I've heard X on the Beach. Have you heard about that one? No. It's on MTV. It's supposed to be really, really good. I refuse to watch MTV. Mm-hmm. People are too young. X on the Beach? Yeah, what they do is they put you on... I think I think this is the premise. They put you <laughs> on an island with your ex-girlfriend... Okay. And then your ex-girlfriend has to hook up with somebody else in front of you. <laughs> all these secrets are told about the guy who used to be ex on the beach, man. <sighs> wow. Yeah. We have uh, reached peak reality here, I think. I haven't think. checked it out yet, but I'm going to. So. Yeah. All right. I think we talked about everything we need to. We didn't talk about recruiting at all because it's so slow out there. So slow. It is slow. Um, we need something to spice things up. Big weekend at Alabama LSU. Everybody's going to be there. Everybody. Both teams will end up with multiple five stars at the end of the class. Both teams will battle probably for top five classes. LSU could win it all when it comes to the team rankings. Um, that w- That is a who's who, pretty much. Any recruit that's on the sideline, just snap a picture of them because they're, they're going to be in the NFL in like three or four years. Right. But not a lot of commitments out there. No, it's yeah, been small slow. ones I think here it... and there. You know, UCLA still baffles me with what they're doing, and um, so on and so on. So, not a lot of excitement. People no. waiting for the early signing period. People well, waiting for All Star games. I not think not a lot of official visits either. Remember when you? Remember when like October, November used to be like What's... major official visit weekend? Well, they go they go on so many early unofficials that they're so tired of going on these officials now everybody's like backloading into december and every weekend in december they're going to be on the road 
Yeah, I think you know? I think teams are discouraging kids to take uh, game official visits as well. Visits, yeah. Is it really just with the with the way the mentality of these kids these days? You have to pay so much attention. And right. If you're getting ready for LSU and you're Alabama and you sort of don't pay attention to, you know, whoever Johnny yeah. Five Star. Yeah. Feel slighted and stuff. So I think they want to give the full attention to them on a non-game weekend and really pull out all the all the um, what's the expression? Stops. Pull out all the stops. That's a good one. Thanks. I'm sick. Okay. Yeah. I gotta, I'm taking so many cough lozenges. I mean, I think that is there alcohol in those? No, but they don't have any medicine in them, Mike. That's just like candy. Oh, why do they make me feel like weird? You should take. Uh, Probably because there's so much sugar in them. You should take my my wife takes a leave cold and sinus. You need to scan your ID. It's so powerful. Oh. Um, and I do a nice cocktail of a Dayquil Nyquil uh, liquid huh. that seems to work for me. It definitely puts you to sleep. Yeah, I can sleep. I have no problem sleeping. I'm really good right. at sleep. Really right. Good. And that's what I'm gonna do right now, boys. Okay. Well, we're done. Buried. All right, Mike, enjoy your Call nap. Out. <laughs> All right. I'll remind everybody of our Twitter handles. You can find us on Twitter at Rivals Mike, at Adam Gorney, and at Real Dave Barry. We will see everybody again next week. <laughs>